name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let's all concentrate and try to um, understand the things we're talking about. Today, we're talking about, you, you know, the four weeks of the of Kiyah, what do we talk about? In order, Kiyah. Do you remember? That's not what we're talking about today, but it's just reminding you. The four weeks of Kiyah, the first week today we talked about the Annunciation to Zechariah about the birth of St. John the Baptist. And next week will be the Annunciation to St. Mary about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The third week will be the visit of St. Mary to St. Elizabeth. And then the last week, the fourth week, is the birth of St. John the Baptist. Okay, this is the order of the four weeks. And they are all from chapter one of which gospel? St. Luke, exactly. It's a very, very big chapter. So they're divided into four sessions or to four sections today and the next three weeks, inshallah. Because we're celebrating or we're preparing for the Advent or we're preparing for the nativity of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. Um, one thing I want you guys, like before we start, hopefully during the liturgy or during the sermon, I hope that we're not on our phones texting or searching uh, the internet or going on social media. Please, that's not the time to do so. You can do that after the liturgy. So during the sermon is not the time, or in the church in general, is not the time to text or to go on social media. Please, let us all respect the church and respect our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's not be distracted with, the, with those metal devices, yani, that we can always be yani, busy with after. If you remember starting last time, we started talking about a very important topic. We're still launching into the depth, right? So yesterday, I mean, last week, we started who or why I am huh? Christian. We said there are five points in general. If you compare two religions, if you compare religions in the whole world, there are five main points you compare religions with. Do you remember them? What are those four points? Who is God? What's the second point? Who is man in that religion? Or what is the image of man in that religion? The third, who is my role model in this religion? What's my source, the gospel in our Christianity, in this religion? And what is the promise that I get at the end? I'll say it again. If you compare in religions together, I need to know who is God in this religion? Who is man in this religion? Who is my role model? What's my source and what's the promise at the end? What's their second heaven or there is heaven, there is eternal life, whatever it is. So those are the five main points. If you compare religions with each other, this is how you know why we are Christians. Last time we talked about God and Christianity. And we talked about five main points in God. We said we have the best God. Our God is the only God. And He is the best and the most awesome God. Do you remember why the five points? He is full of love he is full of wisdom he is able to do anything he is the only one that allowed human to call him father and he is the only god that came down to our earth to our world to take up to take us up to him okay so our god so we're, we're still talking about five points so they will finish the other four inshallah so the first point, who is God in Christianity? Our God is the best God because He is full of love. He is full of wisdom. He is 
able to do anything at any time, above time, above, no, no limit for time and no limit for location. He is the only one, the only God that allowed humans to call him Father because he's full of love, fatherhood. And he's the only God that came down to the world to take humans up to him. Go do your homework and find in any other religion, and of course you will not find any God with a small g that has all these five characters in God. Just go and, and, and compare and do your homework. So the, the second point is our, who our role model. So we're comparing about who is our role model. Who is our role model in Christianity? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ, and he, with the witness uh, of history, all mankind, of other religion, our Lord Jesus Christ is the only perfect human being, incarnate God, that lived on earth. You search history. You search anything that talked about our Lord Jesus Christ. And they say, he is the only perfect man. He is the only perfect man that lived on earth. With a matter of fact, actually, in other religion like Islam, they tell you that our Lord Jesus Christ, but they call him Isa. He will be the one to come and judge the earth. So the, even other religions would witness to our Lord Jesus Christ. So he is the only perfect human that lived on earth. And he is the only um, human that was all human and all divine that lived on earth. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave us the best example. He came on earth, as I said last time, he came on earth to give us the image that we all want to follow, that all we want to end up at to go to heaven. Again, I'm not going to compare, I'm not going to talk about other religion, but I'll let you do that homework, and please do. There are many books out there to tell you about other cults and our religion, and um, you will not find a role model like our Lord Jesus Christ, who is fully human and fully divine at the same time, who came as a father, caring about us to take us up to him. He came and gave us just the Sermon on the Mountain. If you read the Sermon on the Mountain in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, you would see yani, the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you see how modest he is, and at the same time how powerful he is, our Lord Jesus Christ was very modest. There is no place for him to stay at. That's what he said. He was very modest and he would be humiliated. He would be crucified. He would obey to the death, even the death of the cross. But at the same time, he's all-powerful. He would raise people from death. He would give a sight to a born blind man. He would cast out demons. And he is the one who gives sight to, to, to one who was born blind. And do a lot of miracles. He would feed the multitude twice. He would do a lot of miracles. So he's all modest, all humble, at the same time who's all powerful. No other role models lived on earth as God to do that for humans. Okay? So our, our role model is our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, so this is the second point. Who is God and who is our role model? The third thing, which is very, very important, who is man in our religion? Who is man in Christianity? Can someone tell me who is man in, in Christianity? Who is man? Like if you, if you compare man with other religions, who is man in Christianity? Is he respected? Is he honored? Yes or no? Yani in other teachings or in other doctrines in the world, they'll tell you, for example, in other theories, they'll tell you man is um, in, in the beginning of the form of, yani, and man was evoluted from what form? Huh? Apes, yes. 
monkeys. In Christianity, they'll tell you man is the image of God. See the difference? So man in Christianity is honored. In other religions, sometimes you would see how that religion will tell Muslim, the people of that religion to be themselves, like physically. Like if you, in Buddhism, for example, if you look or you see the, the, the theory or the theology of the monks in Buddhism, for example, you see them beating themselves. Why do they beating themselves? They're beating themselves because they, they, they think that flesh is evil and they had to beat themselves up to be better. But in Christianity, they teach us as a man, you have to respect your body because your body is the temple of God and the Holy Spirit dwells in it. For example, in, in other religion, women like, they are dealt with as objects. They cover them. They hide them. They, they keep them at home. They say even you don't talk. But in Christianity, women are like the church. Men is like the Christ and women are like the church in the house. So there's respect, there's honor for that man in Christianity. Another thing, Christianity calls man to be an, a, an image of Christ. Yani in Christianity, it tells us, be perfect, as your father is, is perfect. Be holy, be wise, be sane. You are the sons of God. Where in other religions you would hear that you are the son of God or you are the daughter of God. In no other religion you'll find that, by the way. Again, do your homework. So in Christianity, I am the son of God. You are the daughter of God. I am called to be holy. I am called to be perfect. I am called to be elevated to a higher, uh, higher image, to be the image of Christ. Yeah, and Christ came, gave us the good model to be like him. What in other religion would find that? Yani, in other theories in, 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 in the world, you'll say that man is like a dust, man is like an evoluted image of, of apes or a monk, as I said. Like in, we, are, we are respected and honored. Other theories also will tell you, let us eat and drink because tomorrow we are dying, as it says in the Bible for some people. But in Christianity, they tell you, Pray, fast, be perfect, be holy, so at the end you earn heaven. See the difference between Christianity and other religions? So man in Christianity is, is living in a life of hope, life of freedom, a positive life. And again, we're talking about a man who is living the true Christianity. If we are true Christians, like nowadays with everyone is, is living in fear, I am as a Christian, if I am living Christianity, I should not be fearful of anything. If I am truly Christian, I should not be worried about anything. But others out there who are not Christians are very worried, are very fearful. They're afraid of things, scared to death. But us, we're not afraid, even from death. And the proof is that our fathers and mothers, the martyrs, they were not afraid of death at all. Actually, they desired to, to die. So that teaches us that in Christianity, I'm a man or I'm a lady who is living in the life of love. In Christianity, it teaches us to, live one, to love one another. In other religions, they'll tell you if the person next to you is an infidel, you have the right to kill him. But in our religion, it teaches us how to love everyone, even our enemies, and to pray for those who are persecuting us or done evil to us. This is what Christianity is. So an image of man in Christianity is very elevated. It's the image of God. 
or this is what we should be, the image of God. So a man in Christianity is a very beautiful image. In other religions, man, it's either disrespected or it's, it's called to live a worldly life or it's called to hate some people or to kill some people. And in some other religions, they tell you, yani, to be good and to have good manners. But and to what extent? I don't think in there are other religions that tells you love your enemies or pray for those who are done evil to you. But Christianity is not weak, but it teaches us to be heavenly. There is one, one issue in humans, in humanity in general. Christianity is the only religion that solved it. Please think about this and tell me what's the answer. There is one issue in humans, in humanity, was not solved in other religion like it was solved in Christianity. What is it? That we have one problem in humans in general that is intruded, that it's foreign for human nature. Christianity is the only religion that dealt with in a very, very wise and beautiful way. Hmm? Death, not sin. Sin and death. Death. Death is an is, is a important issue in humans. That was not dealt with with other religions. Other religions will tell you, just like, they'll tell you, when you die, this is it. You're, you perish. You're, 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 you're no longer existing. Other religions will tell you, like, you, you die and then you are reincarnated. And sometimes you are incarnated by, in a form of an animal or a plant, whatever it is, until you reach the nirvana. Or, you, you go read and do your homework again. But Christianity tells, yes, you die, but when we die, we are not dying, but we are departing from earth to heaven. Why? Because your God, our Lord Jesus Christ, came and died for us, took that sentence of death upon him, and he changed the death from death into departure. Go do your homework and see how did other religions deal with death. Either they said, after death, that's it, no more existence for you, which is, of course, yani contradicts with God's love. And other religions try to say, you die, and then you come back on some other forms. But in Christianity, you die, and then you go to paradise, and then you go to heavenly kingdom. So image, the image of man is, is, is very pure. Sin is another problem. And the other... Other religions, they will tell you just abstain from doing sin. Be good. Be a good person. But in Christianity, it tells you hate sin, not stop sin, not abstain from sin. Hate sin and be heavenly, be the image of God. It elevates us. See the differences? Anyway, so, that, so let's not take any more uh, time in this uh, point. So um, our Lord Jesus Christ is the resurrection, is life. Even when we die, we live again. So who is God? We talked about. Who is our role model? We talked about. Who is man? What's the image of man in that religion, which is very important. And then the fourth point, what's my source? What's my source of teaching? What is our source of teaching, guys? The Bible, exactly. What does the Bible teach us? To be what? What does the Bible teach us to, to be? The image of God. Like junior gods. We may say that. Okay, well, of course, we don't have the, 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 the divine of God, but we are the image of God. We have the divine nature of God, but we don't have the divinity. Let's, let's not get into that. 
But in Christianity, we have the source of, of book. Compare that book with other books. Other books, as I said, like when you read them, it's like it's uh, they're good principles to live by. But in Christianity, when you read the Bible, you become more wiser. You become full of peace, full of joy. Then you'll be a heavenly person. It gives us it gives us teaching how to deal with each other. It gives us teaching and advises how to deal with us as husband and wife. It teaches us how to deal with each other as parents and kids. It teaches us how to serve. It teaches us how to be a good uh, pastor or a good clergy. It teaches us how to be a good Christian person to earn heaven. So it gives us very noble and very righteous teachings. Other books, as I said, they'll, te- they'll teach you, I think, if people are not from your religion, that they're not going to heaven. If people are not from your religion and other religions, they tell you you can kill them, you can take their money, you, you, you do whatever to them because they're infidels. But in, in Christianity, we don't have that. We don't say, like, love everyone. So our source is a source, a beautiful book, the Bible, that leads us to heaven, that leads us to love everyone, that leads us to live a very heavenly life, that leads us to be the image of Christ, that leads us to be more wiser and more holy and, and perfect. And the last point, the fifth point, so we said, who is God? What's the image of man? What's my role model? What's my source? What was the last one? What's the promise? In Christianity, the promise at the end is you'll be living in paradise after you die and then in heavenly kingdom. What is the heavenly kingdom? It's a kingdom that is full of joy, full of peace, full of knowledge. You know more about God. You live with God. You live with the angels. You live with St. Mary. You live with all the saints and the martyrs. You live a very, very decent, beautiful, perfect, holy, sinless life and forever. If you compare that, you compare that to other religions, for example, it tells you that when you die, as I said, other religions will say, that's it, you don't exist anymore. That's the promise they give you. What kind of religion is that? So I follow that religion, so when I die, this is it for me, this is very, very sad. So I, I do whatever I do, and I earn whatever I earn, and I, I struggle as much as I can, and then at the end, I don't exist anymore. Other religions will tell you that when you die, you go to a place where you have, um, you would you'd be able to marry to a lot, of, a lot of ladies, a lot of women. You drink a lot of liquor, alcohol, uh, you'll be like, like chilling back there, basically. You'll be like chilling there. You do whatever, anything that you're forbidden to do on earth, you can do it up in, in the what, so-called heaven. But so what's the difference between that and earth? Yani, statistically, when man grows older, yani, those things to him, it's, that's not what I need anymore. When man grows older, um, that's not, I, I don't, I don't want to drink, I'm not interested in, in having those kind of affairs, and that's, that's not what I like. When, I, when we grow older, we, we need peace, we need calmness, wisdom. This is what man seeks after he grows or she grows older. So if a religion gives man this kind of uh, things, incentives, uh, I don't, that's not what I need. If you're promising me after I die I have this, well, first of all, I have it on earth. Second of all, that's not what I need when I grow older anyway. So you're not giving me something that I need. You're not giving me something that I desire. 
but I desire to be perfect, I desire to be holy, I desire to be better, I desire to be living with God and saints and angels, that's what I like to live in. This is what I desire when I grow older. This is what I desire in all time because I like to be in a better place than the world that we are living in. A place where there is no sickness, no pain, no sin, no evil, no death. There is no persecution. There is always justice up there. This is the place that I look for. This is the things that I miss on earth. And this is what I seek to have in heaven. But if you tell me when you die, you don't exist. Or if you tell me when you die, you come back in, in, in the form of an animal or anything. Or if you tell me when you die, you go to a place like you have her up there all, like uh, women and liquor. and That's not what I need. That's not what I desire. And it says in, in the Bible, the kingdom of heaven, it's not, it's not food and drink, but living with God. So um, this is the promise that I get. This is the promise that I need. <clears throat> this is the religion that I would like at the end of it when I uh, uh, die, I know where I am going. I, I would like be comforted dying, if I may. Other people would like be struggling when they die because the, the place or the promise that was given to them after their death is not very promising. It's not very appealing. So um, those are the five points that, again, those are just very, very uh, small summary. But you need to do your homework to, uh, to fill in the picture or to complete the picture. So we said we are Christian or we are Christians because our God is the best to God. And we said why? Because he is full of love, full of wisdom, able to do anything. He is our Father and he is the only God that came to us to save us. So we're Christian because our God is the best to God. Our role model is the best role model. Our source is the best source. The image of man is the best image of man ever in any other religion. And the promise that we have is the best promise, is the promise that I desire, that I yani, like to, to be in forever. Take those five points and find time to compare those five points when you add the other religion and you will find how beautiful Christianity is. You will find why we are Christians and you will thank God that we are Christians. So from now on when someone tells you why you are Christian, don't say because I was born a Christian. No, you answer that because our God is the best to God because we have the best reference, we have the best role model because I like my image in Christianity and I like the promise that is given to me at the end of, of my life. Inshallah, next time we'll talk about why we are Orthodox and why